Bitch, I'm dead fresh. I might pull up in a casket. Yeah, you be come on, like bro. Fruit basket. Spit a couple raps. I get a check and Johnny Cash. It, I swear, shit, I let you Remember, guys, don't take us too seriously. We're just some bros being dudes talking sports. Presented by the Wolfpack Productions and the presenting sponsor, the Townsend Bar and Grill, your one stop shop for great food, great prices, and great times all the time. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Bros Being Dudes Talking Sports. Uh, we have an exciting show for you guys, as always. Uh, it's, we're recording one day removed from the election. What just a j absolutely draining, draining 24 hours it's been since the election. Like absolutely just insane. So hopefully we can provide you guys with a little bit of a distraction again. Uh, get your mind off that useless nonsense that is the American political system because <clears throat> who cares, right? Um, it's just ridiculous. At here's the thing, you know, we, we are never wants to talk about the, well, I say that. Personally, we do a little bit here and there, but we never want to dabble in when we're in our escape, in our podcast. Yeah. But how big of a roller coaster has it been for those that put money on it, like peanut butter? Like, That's a fact. <laughs> Bo Bada had the odds for both of these, for both of these uh, turds on there for however long and yeah i don't know biden's up one day trump's up the next and you never yeah. know like it's up and down up and down well what's crazy is the line has just moved so much even just yesterday so at one point going into when the polls closed i think you could get trump for like plus 300 and then it quickly changed to at one point last night trump was minus 800 Fast forward to today, when I was leaving work, I checked the lines one more time. Biden was minus 800. You can get Trump for plus 360. Yeah. Plus 360. Like, I I don't care what happens, but if you can make some money. Honestly, if Trump's plus 360 right now, it's going to come down to Nevada. You might want to put a little bit of money on it. Just a little bit on it. Sprinkle We don't. We yeah. don't care who wins the election. We just want you to make some money, but hopefully we're we're an escape for you guys. Get get your mind off the election a little bit. Um, we got an exciting show for you guys today. We're gonna touch on all or not all, a few of the upcoming college games for this week. Uh, Maction is back. The Pac-12 After Dark is back. I mean, I'm I'm rocked up. I'm I'm absolutely rocked up about that. I'm missing a couple Maction games right now. I'm not thrilled about it. But that's okay. Uh, we have recurring segments. Uh, fuck that guy. Uh, and then we are also going to touch on some NHL news, some NBA news. But let's let's start us off. Let's talk about some breaking news in the MLB. Uh, just came across the desk a little bit ago that Trevor Bauer rejects his qualifying offer uh, from the Cincinnati Reds. But but Reds fans, don't freak out. He is open to a return. He just wanted a longer deal uh, than what they offered him. To, so don't freak out. Still potential for him to come back. I, I'd be surprised if he does come back. But as a Cincinnati native, I, I think it would be cool for him to go back. Uh, it kind of made the Reds exciting. But as a Yankees fan, I'd love to see him in New York. I'd love it. As long as he doesn't go to Boston, I really don't care. Um, and then uh, someone someone posed the question. Okay, I saw it earlier today on social media. They said, are the Dodgers a dynasty? Uh, well, they've won one ring. 
okay, in the past however many years. They have been to four, four World Series in the past five years, but they've won once. So I'm going to answer – I'm going to keep this debate short and sweet since Don really doesn't care about the MLB. No, the Dodgers are not a dynasty after winning one ring. They are not. Do they have the potential to be? Yes, I've said before. I think that they roll off a couple, uh, a couple rings here in a row, uh, or not in a row, but over the next five years or so. I think they get a couple more. But absolutely, no way, shape, or form are they a dynasty after one ring. That is clownness. Absolute clownness. Get that out of my face. Uh, we have, we do have some breaking news to talk about. Um, in the NBA, um. It actually came across today. December 22nd is the uh, targeted start date. So for all you NBA fans and for Captain Heater, GTD, uh, you're going to start being able to make some money again, GTD, on December 22nd when the NBA looks to start back. Are you pumped for that? Yeah, I mean, anytime I put money in my pocket, I'm always pumped. So I mean, that's fair. That's fair. Carlos is not pumped. Carlos does not like the NBA. He Look at him. He's pissed. He's pissed about it. He's still recovering from Yeah, Saturday. he's he's still got a Halloween party that he's got a little headache from. <laughs> Look at him. He's still got the glasses on. The light's still hurting his eyes. Like uh, He's a handsome guy. What's that say? Party, party what? I bought oh, yeah, him a onesie everybody. and everything. Yeah, that's the official mascot of Wolfpack uh, Productions right now. So that's, that's game. Here's the question. How many cigarettes did Carlos smoke at the Halloween party? I don't know if he smoked any cigarettes, but let's not get into that. <laughs> <laughs> He smoked a different type of cigarette. But anyway, but the anyway. lifty, the lifty. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Uh, uh, another bit of breaking news out of the NBA world: um, D'Antoni joins Steve Nash's staff in Brooklyn. Honestly, I kind of like that addition for Steve Nash. You know, a lot of people were saying, "Oh, well, he's not really qualified, white privilege, whatever." Da da da. Yeah, first ballot Hall of Fame point guard, former MVP Steve Nash. Not qualified to be an NBA coach. Okay. No, and then and then he adds his former head coach in uh, Phoenix uh, on his staff and maybe one of the best offensive minds in the in NBA history, period. Like in NBA history, D'Antoni is one of the best offensive minds. So he joins that staff. Honestly, Brooklyn may open his favorites <clears throat> to win the title next year with KD healthy, Kyrie Irving uh, looking to, to come into his own again. Um, I, I really like the hire. What do you think about that one, GGD? Uh, I mean, it is what it is, dude. I really don't have any analyzation on it, just to be honest with you. We'll see how it plays out and go from there. I don't know who the who their big is, but D'Antoni is famous for running pick and rolls. I mean, he did it with Amari and Steve Nash, uh, and then again with uh, mm-hmm. Clint Capella and James Harden. So, if they do, if they run the pick and roll, holy cow, with KD and Kyrie, well, we're talking you, about maybe the best pick and roll combination since Carl well, Malone and um, John Stockton. And it's weird that you bring that up because I don't know if you remember whenever the playoffs was going on. Well, I think it was right after like the Lakers had actually won, and I was talking. We was talking about what teams do we foresee matching up with. Um, the Lakers and the Heat, like who has the best matchups? And if you remember, I said, I think the Nets could potentially be one of the better matchups if they find their center, if they find an athletic center. And uh, I think just the conversation that you bring up there with the pick and roll, it's a whole, it's the, it kind of comes into one another. Like 
you find the athletic center to match up defensively, but also you want that offensive end of the game to where you can run the high pick and pick and rolls like you see AD and LeBron even run at absolutely. times. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I think that's going to be a big aspect of that game, and that's why the Nets, for me, if they can add that one piece, is going to be one of the teams that I think match up well with, with the, the top three or four teams in the NBA. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I definitely agree. Uh, let's transition a little bit. Uh, let's get into some NHL breaking news. Uh, the Blue Jackets are going to be without Nyquist for five months after he just had surgery today. Uh, so he'll be out five months, looking to miss probably the first four months of the season. Season is they're about to start training camp. I think the end of November, so probably miss the first four months of the season. So big loss for uh, for the Blue Jackets. That's never good. Uh, with the Stars, they lose Tyler Segan and Dylan Bishop, uh, both also out for five months, five to six uh, tentative um, recovery time for them. Both both also had surgery. So huge blows for potential cup contenders in this upcoming year. Um, I, it really sucks for them to lose people like that, but I guess that's what happens when you have uh, an extended season as we did this year. Um, both made a little bit of a playoff run, so, you know, I, I guess they would – they were okay with it just because they did get all that playoff experience. So they'll be back. They will get to play this year. They they just will miss some time. So hopefully their teams can kind of uh, salvage the season around their superstars. Uh, another bit of information to, to share for any hockey fans for the first time uh, since its inception, the hall of fame, the hall of fame, national hockey league, hall of fame, Jesus, uh announced that they will not induct a 21 class uh, or a 2021 class. So that is the first time since its inception that they have not inducted a class. Um, kind of surprising. Uh, I know it has a lot to do with not being able to sell tickets uh, to the induction ceremony. Canada is kind of having a, a little bit of a stricter um, gathering policy. Uh, but still, I thought for sure that they would do something because you could sell ads on live streams and stuff, make up for that lost revenue. But uh, yeah, no, no Hockey Hall of Fame uh, 2021 class. So uh, with that being said, let's jump into a little bit of college football talk. Uh, obviously, we're going to break down the full week of uh, NFL after this. So stay tuned for that. We have a couple of recurring segments coming up, too. Uh, but let's break down a little bit of college football. I'm not going to get too in-depth uh, with it because... Uh, tomorrow night, so tonight, for those of you listening, uh, I will be introducing two new members to, to Wolfpack Productions, uh, Joshi uh, and Izzy. They will both be joining me for the uh, Leather Weather, our college football pick'em show, and we will be recording live at Townsend. That will release Friday, so make sure you tune in to that on Friday. Get all your picks. Uh, we're going to give you our full gambling card, update you guys on our Heisman watch, update you on our power rankings, uh, and just shoot the shit like buddies do. Like We're going to be talking college football. We're going to be having a good time up there at Townsend, so make sure you tune into that on Friday. Uh, and also, make sure when you are listening to this, come out Thursday night for trivia at Townsend. We are going to be doing Step Brothers uh, for 20 questions and then Country Music for 20 questions. You're going to come in second because I'm not going to lose Step Brothers Trivia. I know the movie by heart, but come and have some fun with me. Drink some buckets, eat some wings. Going to have a great time. That's at the Townsend Bar and Grill that is located on the corner of Tur of Oakbrook Road in Pleasant Valley, uh, where the good times they're all the time. All right, now let's kick it over to you, GTD. Um, we have a huge, huge matchup this week. The Kentucky Wildcats. The Kentucky Wildcats play the bye week. Do yes. they win? 
do they beat the bye week? That's the question. That's a million dollar question. Well, here's the thing on this one, Ian. I'm if they had to set a spread for this, I think it would be a two and a half point spread. So like let's take you're probably take laying last, the points for the bye week, honestly. Take, take last week, for example. Like you're looking at a three oh win against the bye week if we take last week's offensive performance. So, like, we need need a good performance from our defense this week. That's That's true. That's that's exactly what we need. And even then, it might not be enough. So, I'm I'm a little nervous, but at the same time, excited. So, Well, I do have some some bad news for UK fans. Um, As first reported by Wolfpack Productions, Terry Wilson quit the football team. He stepped away uh, for what reason? It, it's undisclosed. Uh, we're not going to comment on that. But also first reported by Wolfpack Productions right now, Terry Wilson was back at practice today, Wednesday, back at practice. So they convinced wah, him to come back. Wah, wah. Yeah. Wah, wah, wah. Uh, they convinced him to come back. So it looks like moving forward, Terry Wilson will remain the starting quarterback uh, for the Kentucky Wildcats. And – Here's a fun thing to think about for a UK fan. He doesn't lose any eligibility this year. So guess what? He's going to be back. Shouts out to Sam Ellinger. Terry Wilson back next year. Don, I saw that eye roll. How excited are you? How excited for you for another year of turnover Terry? As as if 2020 couldn't have got any worse. Of course, he has another year of eligibility. Um. I'm I'm done with this year. I'm probably gonna write next year off, just to be honest with you. I, Already, I don't, probably don't even Already. want to watch next year. Um, uh, it's fair. It's fair. Good I'm news is you'll get to a bowl fan. game next year for sure because you have you probably have like Central Michigan and Austin P that you'll get a couple wins, and then you got Vandy and Missouri and your you crossover game Mississippi State next year. So there you go. There's six wins already. Boom! I bet, like I bet you we will get to a bowl game next year. And I'm on, I'm gonna say a lot of them boys that's on that football team will will have enough time on their hands to buy a ticket to a bowl game next year. I bet they will. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. That was a good one. That all right. That, that was a good one. Uh speaking of a good one, we got Georgia. We got Florida in the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. Honestly, this is a game of the year. Right? It is a game of the year until you get that Georgia Alabama rematch in the SEC championship game, which that probably will end up being a little bit of a better game. But you know, this is the, one of the biggest rivalries in college football. It's right up there with the Iron Bowl, right up there with the game and uh, Michigan and Ohio State. I hate Florida with a living, with a burning passion. I can't wait to go to war with J.O. and uh, Trey Roberts this week. It's war. I I, I commented on, uh, I tagged Trey in a, in a post on Sunday, literally six days out. I said, this is war this week. We're not buddies. I don't like Florida. I don't like Florida fans. It is what it is. I don't know what to expect from this game. I expect Florida's offense to be able to move the ball a little bit. It just comes down to whether Georgia can be bend, don't break. And then it's you got to see something else from Stenson Bennett. I mean, you yep. have to. Mm-hmm. You have to see something else from him. Um, <clears throat> the running game, for honestly, that's going to dictate this game. 
Can Georgia run the ball at will like I think they will? Because Florida's defense is poop. If Georgia can run the ball at will, I think they win this game by double digits. If they can't and they have to have Stenson Bennett throw the ball to win, like Jake Fromm has had to do the past couple years against Florida, make no mistake about it, Jake Fromm has been a Florida killer the past couple years. You look at what he did with Wims in 2018, and then last year uh, what he did with uh, Robertson and um, um, shoot uh, Blaylock. I, I'm kind of nervous about that aspect, but if Zeus and Cookie and uh, Kendall Milton can get it going, I think Georgia wins this game handedly. You got any thoughts on this one? Yeah, I actually do. Um, we've seen that Florida offense be explosive this year. We've seen that Georgia defense be absolutely locked down defenders. We talked about in the last pod about how good they are, how good statistically they have been throughout history. Um and how historical this defense could be at the end of the year. And um, I think it's really the matchup that it's going to come down to. And and outside of that, when you flip the script, you look at the Georgia offense versus the Florida defense. I think the Florida defense has been so bad this year that this Georgia offense, even though it's up and down, Stetson Bennett doesn't play, you know, like a Heisman quarterback. He He's a game manager is what he is. But I think that that Georgia offense will be able to penetrate the Florida defense a little bit. And I think that Georgia defense is actually going to put enough pressure on Trask uh, to to make him uh, make some bad decisions, to make him turn the ball over a few times. And I think that Georgia offense, as long as they can capitalize on, on a turnover, is going to have the edge in this game. So that's the reason I'm actually wanting to take the Georgia Bulldogs um, over the Gators this week. I love it. I know how much you hate Georgia. Probably you didn't hate them until you met me. Just let's be honest about it. Well, and let's, I mean, I never, like, I don't really hate them per se. I mean, you just love watching me suffer. Well, that's part of it. <laughs> oh, thanks. Thank you. I thanks. also hate watching myself suffer, and I do it every time we play. So that's another reason. So that's fair. That's fair. Now I'll, I'll take the dogs too, but I, I agree 100% with everything you said. That that Stenson Bennett versus the Florida defense is going to determine the game because Georgia's going to turn Trask over, but Trask is going to get his. Kyle Pitts is going to get his. Like they're going to move the ball, they're going to score. It just comes down to when Georgia gets that key turnover and we bring out the Savage Pads. Can Stenson Bennett, Zamir, Zeus, uh, Cookie? Kendall, can we take advantage of that uh, and get some points on an added possession? That That is the determining factor in this game, 100%. Yep. Um, next game, we'll talk about only a couple more games. We're not going to get super long-winded. Like I said, we have a whole show dedicated to college football, so we're not going to waste your guys' time with that. Uh, listen to that Friday. Uh, let's touch on this one a little bit. We got Michigan and IU. Uh, Michigan um, – Michigan is coming off of a big loss to uh, Michigan State. I honestly don't know what to expect from this uh, from this Michigan team. You know, the first week of the season, they looked really, really good. And then last week against Michigan State, they looked really, really bad. I don't know if that has anything to do with Mel Tucker uh, just being a defensive mastermind, which he is, one of the best defensive minds in the country, or if it has to do with Jim Harbaugh just having an inconsistent Michigan roster Yet again. So I don't know which way to lean because same thing with IU. Like, yeah, they're undefeated, but 
who really have they played? Like their best win, they they played Penn State. Penn State doesn't exactly seem like a world beater, and then they beat Rutgers. Like I'm not really too impressed with Rutgers, even though I love Greg Schiano. So this is really a test of unknowns right here. I'm gonna take Michigan to win this game strictly because they have more talent. But if you Sunday morning that Michigan lost this game, I would not be surprised in the least. Um. You got any thoughts on this one, GTD? No. Not really. Yeah. You really only pay attention to the SEC, so I get it. It happens. Uh, this is a game that you should pay attention to. This is the last game we're going to talk about. Clemson goes to South without Trevor Lawrence. What a test. I've yeah. I've said it a hundred times. I think Clemson wins the national championship. This is going to determine whether that's the case or not because – Playing in the ACC, if you're not undefeated, especially in a year like this, I don't see how they have a path to uh, the playoff. You know, this is going to be the one test that they have on their schedule. If they overcome it, lock them in as national champs. If they lose without Trevor Lawrence, granted, like that is a huge, huge factor, their season might be kaput. Now, maybe the committee takes into account that they didn't have Lawrence if they lose. You can't leave it in the committee's hands if you're Clemson. Yeah. You have to go into South Bend and win the game. Well, I, I will say this. Uh, my honest thought on Clemson this year is I think this is probably one of the weaker Clemson teams I've seen in the last three Whoa. years. Whoa. I really do. We have seen, even when Trevor Lawrence was there, we've seen the struggles against Syracuse. Like I know that that game ended up being a double-digit ball game, but it was up till the fourth quarter – uh, Syracuse has actually given Clemson all they wanted on both sides of the ball. That's um, fair. And last week we see, I, I mean, Trevor Lawrence is a big reason for that team's success, make no doubt about it. But there's also five-star and four-star recruits all over that team outside of, outside of Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Um, and we've seen last week against Boston College, Boston College actually gave one up. Uh, they actually had the win against Clemson, and they ended up a little clock management issues, um, and then just giving uh, giving away the uh, late touchdown uh, at the end of the game. That that hurt them. So honestly, I have seen some middle errors from Clemson. I have seen times to where they've actually just been uh, out. You know, their physicality hasn't been up to par with the other team, and the other team has just looked better, like they won it more. So. Since the Clemson teams, I know that Dabo's had uh, ever since Deshaun Watson was there. I'm honestly going to put it out there that this is one of the weaker Clemson teams I have seen, actually. Um, so I think, so I definitely think that they can be upset in South Bend this week, and I would not be surprised if they are, especially without Trevor Lawrence. And I'm going to say, even with Trevor Lawrence, I think there was a good chance it would happen. I'm going to shock you here then because maybe one of the weaker teams, but I don't know. Like this team is just so talented from top to bottom. Like Travis Etienne, like maybe the best running back in all college football, not to mention the deep, like Brent Venables does such a good job with that defense. If you think about it. Okay. So last week against Boston college, it looked a lot closer than it really was because they started really slow. Okay. So it was 14 to seven. They get down to the two yard line and they fumble. Well, that fumble was returned all the way. So now you're down 21 to 7. So that's a 14-point swing right there. And they ended up winning by 8. 
So you take away seven from Boston College score, you give it to Clemson on the score, and they end up covering uh, the 14 and a half that they were favored at the beginning of the game. So like this, the box score is a little bit misleading in, in respect to that game, but definitely the week before against Syracuse, I absolutely agree. But that's another one of those things. Clemson, or Syracuse always plays Clemson tough. Like I don't, I, I don't understand why. I, like I said, it might have something to do with Dino Babbers or Barbers Babbers, whatever. He always plays uh, Dabo tough, which is crazy. Well, you wouldn't think it, but I think Clemson wins by double digits in South Bend. I think Notre Dame is so fake good, it's not even funny. I think Ian Book is overrated as Dick. Uh, give me Clemson to win by double digits. It, it, I mean, it's going to be a good game. Hopefully, it's a good game. But I do. I, I think it's going to be uh, a blowout. I think Clemson absolutely gives it to him. <laughs> And now, let's get in. I, I, this is probably my favorite recurring segment that we do. It is time for Fuck That Guy. That guy can suck my dick and lick my balls. Fuck that guy. Fuck. So, GTD, I will let you start it off. Who is your nominee this week? <clears throat> you want to say it for me real quick? You want to do the lead-in for mine? Since Mamal's listening. Oh, yeah. Fuck that guy. His name is Lamar Jackson. Hmm. And it is Lamar Jackson this week for two reasons. One, because he plays by Indianapolis Colts. And he's got me, a diehard Colts fan, worried this week. And two, it's because I have him on my fantasy team. And I don't want to play him against my Colts. I really want to bench him. (laughs) But then again, I'm like, he's probably going to have a pretty good game. Which way to lean here? But he is definitely not making anything easy for me as a football fan this week, whether it be in real life or in fantasy. So for that, fuck that guy. There you go. <laughs> I like it. Uh, so my nominee this week is, is is not one guy in particular, but someone that everyone can relate to. Every single person knows this guy I'm about to talk about. You get into work, and, and the first thing that this guy says to you is, wow, I can't believe that election. That's the only thing he wants to talk about. Literally anything and everything that can be talked about. And this man can't stop bringing up the freaking election. I don't care. I don't care. GTD doesn't care. 95% of the population at this point doesn't care. I would rather talk about Lighting my dog on fire. Poor baby Stella. I'd rather talk about lighting Stella on fire. I am so sick of hearing about the election. I'm done. I don't care. My life is not going to change hardly at all based on. And if it does, that just goes to show that the president has too much power. But that's a new podcast I'm going to (laughs) release called Ian's Conspiracy (laughs) with Libertarian. So there we go. So that's why the guy who can't stop talking about the election is my nominee for, you know, fuck that guy. I hate him. I can't stand that guy. Shut up about the election, you big dope. So there it is. It's fact, so. That is I fact. mean, it is. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, the, is that, I, okay. It, this also, okay, so this is a two-parter. Because this, though, goes hand-in-hand hand with people that make politics their identity. Like, I'm pretty passionate about politics. And, and not really, like, really the dismantling of, like, the political like scene, right? That's what I'm passionate about. But people who make politics, their identity, like it's the only thing, like it's their whole personality. Those people are the worst. 
They're really? the worst. I don't I don't know what goes on there though. Like what is there nothing that excites them anymore than to be I like, Hey, understand. hey, my name's Steve and I'm a diehard Republican. Nice to meet you. <laughs> <Yeah. All right. laughs> they wake up in the morning, they just got big red, white, and blue boner. They're just like, I cannot wait to just yell my political opinion at people. Like, what are you doing? Like, is that what your life is? Did I get that? That has to be miserable. Or, yeah, and then you got the other ones that say, hey, my name's Joe. I'm a diehard Democrat and go LGBT. And it's like, do you agree or do you not? Like, I don't care, dude. Like, what else do you like? Do you like to play basketball? Do you like to play cards? How about talk about sports like do you like any of yeah. that <laughs> like do you do you have like any bit of identity outside of who you vote for like i it is what it is dude people are just people are nut jobs anymore like why can't we just get past like oh you know let's let's talk about this how about these type of people though how about the type of people that claim they don't care like, it's not that they don't care, but they claim they don't identify themselves with uh, a political party or a political statement. But then they get on Facebook and other social media outlets, and they're like, if you, Biden, or if you voted Trump, or if you believe this, then just unfriend me. But I don't really care. <laughs> why? Okay. <laughs> why are we posting that? <laughs> is it, you know what it is? Virtue signaling. That is a virtue signal. That's like, oh, look at me. Yeah. Like, I can't. Oh, virtue signaling is just the Like, worst. I've seen it everywhere in the last two days. Since the election started, I've seen it everywhere. Yeah, people. Okay, so legitimately, people do things like that for, one, attention, and two, for, like, validation in their own, like, self-righteousness. Like, that's legitimately what it is. They want, they want someone to pump their ego so they can feel all tingly and good inside. Like, it's just, it, it's embarrassing. And both both sides do it. I don't yes, understand. 100%. And it, what, what, what really makes it is 95% of the people are normal. They don't do that. They don't make politics their identity. But it is the loud minority, the 2.5% on the left and the 2.5% on the right, they're just, like, just shut up, you freaking clown balls. Like, I don't, like, if that's all you think about is politics, you need, the, to, you need to obtain, like, it, some mental help. It is the equivalent to the post on on instagram and your mood is set for the day by how many likes your picture brought exactly yeah it is the same thing for so, sure yeah but do people think i'm pretty or not my likes will show if i get 500 i am if i don't i'm not like anyway i just need to social media in general dude I'm, i would love to go on a tangent about that maybe i'll make an appearance on the uh conspiracy theories <laughs> conspiracy uh, theories with a libertarian <laughs> yeah maybe i'll make a guest appearance on that show okay there we go i like it i like it. oh we got kind of long-winded there but what a what a good segment that was uh let's jump into it what what all of you guys have been waiting for we're going to break down every game of this week's slate there are some games that we don't need to, but really, I don't know if there's a terrible game on the slate. There's like, really not a terrible one now. Like it's not like Jets and and Chiefs terrible, but there's not there's some not very entertaining ones, I believe. Okay, I lied. I lied. I absolutely lied. There are a few really bad games, but for the most part, very good slate. So let's start it yeah. off. Yeah. Thursday night football. 
potential NFC Championship preview, or at least a playoff preview. Uh, we have the Packers going to Levi Stadium in uh, Santa Clara. They play the 49ers, who, speaking of the 49ers, yeah. the injuries that this team has is just out, out of this world. Yeah. I, I mean, I just, uh, like, I feel bad for them because, like, they're playing better than I thought they would have. Like, I thought they'd have a Super Bowl hangover from hell. And they just can't stay healthy. And that sucks. Like, that that does suck. I do feel bad for Kyle. Oh, Sandy it's very – and it's very frustrating for any fan. Like, honestly, if that was the Colts this year, I mean, that type of anger that would be bullying through my body every week would just <laughs> – The type of anger? <laughs> Is it a positive anger? No, definitely, definitely a negative. Yeah, I mean, whatever. It's F positive. I can tell you that. <laughs> You can take the context clues on what that means. But. <laughs> All right, let's jump into this one here real quick. I don't really know what to expect. Both of these teams have played really well, but then both of these teams have played really poorly. Like, I don't know what to expect from this game. Well, I really do you don't. Know, do you want to know what I expect, Dan? Uh, someone to win. And, and win big. Wow. I mean, I expect a, a, a hole just gaping in Santa Clara, whenever the Packers oh, leave town. That was gross. That, yeah. that was a nasty visual. Like, yeah. honestly, they might need to call the cops whenever the Packers leave the locker room. Like, you are need gonna, to go find them. Are they going to razzle-dazzle the 49ers? Oh, yeah. They're going to razzle-dazzle and a little <laughs> bit more. <laughs> oh, that's not good. I agree, actually. I agree. There's too many, too many injuries for the 49ers to overcome that they've done wrong like they had a couple games where they played like stinkers with everyone healthy then you see them go on a little bit of a run two weeks prior to last they got a huge win uh against the what the rams and then a huge win against the pats blow them out and mm -hmm. then here you got the seahawks and you lose jimmy g you lose kittle uh it's just honestly really really rough time for a george kittle fan. might be the dagger in that team when he went out oh it's yeah just like the it's no small loss. I mean, you're losing the best tight end in the league. At worst, second best tight end in the league. Like, if you have anything less than two, like, do you watch football? No, at that point, you just play fantasy football, and that's it. Like, yeah, that's that's a fact. Uh, so we, we both agree. We're both taking the Packers big. Uh, this one, I, I would almost bet money that we are split here. Uh, we got the Broncos going to Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, Georgia. GTD, I'll let you start us off. Who you got? Yeah, we're definitely split here because I got the Falcons. Yeah, and, I knew that was coming for sure. And it's the same spiel I give you every week on why I take them. They're too talented to bet against, but whenever they lose, I'm not surprised. Like, that's fair. That, that's a very – honestly, send that to every station in the country. That's the best breakdown anyone's ever had about the Falcons. That's a nail on the head. Yeah. And there's nothing else I can really say about this. We have seen Julio Jones come on strong in the last two or three games. Calvin Ridley has been, well, he got banged up last week, I believe it was, with the foot yep. on the, I was going to say, they played, did they play Thursday night football last week too? Against the, yeah, against the Panthers. Okay, okay. Back-to-back -back so, weeks. 
Yeah, that's what I. Uh, oh my! No, man. they're they're on yeah. Sunday. This For week. some reason, talking I was about like, yeah. We just got done talking. You even put my brain in a blender. You know, I said back to back weeks. Uh, like what? that's why I was a little slow because I was like, wait, back to back Thursday night. It's like what? No. That's why that would be wild. Anyway, um, <laughs> no, I you know Calvin Ridley a little banged up. We've seen what they've done since the firing of uh, Dan Quinn. Yeah, I think they got a little juice behind them, a little pep in their step now. Um. I'm just gonna take him because of talent, and I'm if I ever take him ever again this season, it's because of talent, nothing else. So if they oh, lose, hey, they Don, lose. Did you know, uh, ten of eleven starters on offense first round picks. Yeah, that's what I've heard for that's quite crazy. a while now. Yeah, that's crazy. Even uh, whenever I mean, they were hey, like zero and five, zero and six, like I still yeah. heard that. Yeah, that's true. They they do ten of eleven. Um, I'm going to take the Broncos. Uh, it's, it's VF. That's it. Vic Fangio. And that's, that's, that's the reason. Like. It were definitely yeah, last why. week. Absolutely. Well, kind of. They gave up a lot of points. Last week it was Drew Locke. I think this week it's going to be, this week it's going to be Fangio. Like, I, I think that they, they stifle this Falcons offense. The, the, their defense, Falcons defense is going to be on the field way too much. They're going to get gassed. Um, and the Broncos going to be able to rest up on defense, uh, stifle, stifle this Falcons offense. So give me the Broncos. This is probably the game of the week. And again, it's at the one o'clock slate. That's crazy. We got the Seahawks going east to face the Buffalo Bills. No one circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Bills should have lost last week, but that's okay. Uh, the Hawks, probably the best team in the league right now. It's probably them or the Steelers, honestly. Uh, six and one versus six and two, definitely game of the week. I, you could flip a coin and tell me whoever wins based on the coin flip wins. It wouldn't shock me. Um, two very good teams. I'm gonna take the Seahawks just because I I trust Russell Wilson more than I trust Josh Allen. And Bill Belichick's plan last week was I'm not gonna call anything outlandish on offense because at some point Josh Allen's gonna make a mistake and lose the Bills the game rather than win it. So and then he did. This is true. He did, but then Cam just had a misfortunate fumble. So I think that Pete Carroll does the same thing, um, takes away the run, makes makes Josh Allen beat him single-handedly. I don't think he does it. Give me Russell Wilson to beat Josh Allen. Uh, yeah, that's the one thing I was wanting to touch on. I think um, if the Bills actually have a shot in this ball game this week, I think that Devin Singletary and Zach Moss have to find a way to open that running game up on the ground. Them and those five hogs up front, they have to figure out a way to be effective running the football this week because we have seen that the Seattle Seahawks are, you know, they're not the best when it comes to their run defense. And – I think against a quarterback like Russell Wilson and against dynamic wide receivers like DK and Tyler Lockett, and we all know they can strike at any time on the offensive side of the ball, the best friend for you is to keep him off the field. Stay on the field. Keep your offense on there as long as you can. And I think that's going to be the main dynamic this week is the run game being successful. And if that can happen, I think they've got a good shot at it. If not, it's a no-brainer. It's not even a contest at that point, I don't believe. So I'm I'm going to take Seattle on this one, but we'll see what happens on the ground game for the Buffalo Bills. I agree for sure. I I wish that they would show a little bit more of Sierra during Seahawks games because she is just smoking. Russell Wilson's wife, you know who I'm talking about? You don't even want to know what I was thinking about. <laughs> nice. Uh, right, let's move on. Let's move on. This is this is a family show. This is a family show. Uh, we got the Bears going to Honky Talk Central. 
They play the Tennessee Titans. Kind of an embarrassing loss to the Bengals. Um, two teams coming off a loss, both still firmly in the playoff picture. Um, two pretty good defenses. I, I'm, I'm not going to pick against the Bears. Not going to do it. Give me the Bears to win this one. Uh, whether it's big or not, I don't know. You're starting to see the effects of losing Taylor Luan on that on that uh, Titans offensive line. And I knew it was going to come. I didn't think it was going to come against the Bengals. And if it happened against the Bengals with a really, really shit defense, what's Roquan Smith and Leonard Floyd going to do to this def- to this yeah. offensive line? I mean, dude, Danny Trevathan, he's going to have a field day. Yeah. Field day against this Titans offense. Um, and we're actually on the same side here. I'm going to take the Bears. And the reason being, I believe these offenses are pretty similar. I think the Bears get the better playmakers on, you know, on the outside edges of that offense. Of course, they don't have no Derrick Henry in the backfield. But at the same time, on the flip side, uh, I've always talked about that Titans defense. I mean, that Titans offense being, you know, one one, one way, one dimensional. Um, that Bears D is just better than this Titans D, I believe. That's and and I think when you get a one dimensional offense against a very talented defense. Becomes a very tough uphill battle for yeah. uh, the Titans in this one, I believe. Yeah, um, bad things happen there for sure. So, you know, I don't think the Bears are going to put up an ungodly amount of points. I can see a 21-24 point, like, them putting up 21 or 24. But I can also see the Tennessee Titans putting up 10, maybe yeah, 13 or Absolutely, so, absolutely. Um, give me the Bears in this one. I'm going to make a kind of a bold prediction here, okay? I think Kyle Fuller has two interceptions against the Titans. I'm going to call him a shot there. I think he has two picks. Yeah. I really do. I like the matchup for him. I think Tannehill's going to get in a rough spot. Kyle Fuller likely going to be on A.J. Brown. Uh, Tannehill's going to try to force it to his security blanket. Look for Kyle Fuller to have a huge, huge day. Uh, as well, I, I'm going to say that I think Danny Trevathan leads leads the league in tackles this week. He, he's going to have single-handed him and Roquan's the midway back yep. they're going to dominate Derrick Henry uh let's let, let's kind of get off subject here for a second have you ever had a Chicago hot dog no I've never been to Chicago never been to Chicago I've never been to Chicago okay we're gonna have to go I do like Chicago like it is I'd love it, to go I'd love to go for the simple fact that's where they shot shameless right that's where Shameless is shot. Shameless is a bad show. I'm not gonna lie. Shameless. You lost your mind, dude. Shameless is not a good TV show. Well, Shameless is not even in my top 100 TV shows. And you have a lot of bad takes, my friend. That is one of them. No. Okay. What are your top five? Top five TV shows right now. Go. Oh man. The office. Off the top one. of your head. It's up there. It's not my number one. A lot of mine, you're not gonna like. A lot of people are gonna like make fun of me for them, but they're sappier shows. Like you probably like like the Good Doctor. Love the Good Doctor. Like this is us. Like stuff like that. Oh, you like this is us. Ah, I love it, dude. My top five. My top five is the correct top five. Period. Always, everything you say is the correct. Whatever in it. That's uh, duh. (laughs) <laughs> absolutely i mean do you know me as carlos look at carlos he's looking at you like an idiot back here he says yeah my dad's right yes i am uh always starting in philadelphia number one seinfeld number two office number three four game of thrones 
five Sopranos. That's this the is correct all, answer. This, this That's is the a, correct by, answer. Period. By the way, That's the for answer. the listeners right now, this is also coming from a man who said that that 70s show was a bad show. It is a bad show. The, the audience would agree with me on that. One. We, That's you know, bad. you know, what we're gonna have to do, don't you? We're going to start a poll. We're gonna have to start a poll on the Twitter account. I See what you, our yeah. listeners think. We'll, we'll start a poll. That's pretty good radio for people listening. To that, but they'll enjoy that after the fact. They'll go back and look. Like, oh, what's the results? Yeah. yeah. Oh, honorable mention, New Girl. But that that honestly has a lot All to do right. with the fact that Megan Fox is in there and that I am just Nick Miller in like real life. Like Nick Miller is me. It's just let's just call it what it is. Hmm. Not even like. And based on looks, dude, no joke. At EKU, every first day, I'd walk in orientation or not orientation, but like the like first day of class, and some random girl would be like, "Have you seen New Girl? You look just like Nick Miller." Hey, let's let's play every a, time. Since we both have the office in then let's play a little game to where this is some office characters to the Wolfpack production staff. Okay. <laughs> All right, I'm into it. I like All it. Right. Let's start off with um, let's start off with Zach Tackett. Who? What do we think? Who do we think fun Zach would be on the office? Creed. <laughs> to be He's honest Creed. with you, you know who I think Creed really is on the office. PB. No, Chan. Chan. Ah, uh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I definitely think it's either. Yeah, it's definitely Chan. Um, the next one, honestly, I gotta just know who Cheek is. We gotta agree on one for Cheek. I think he's kind of Stanley in a way. Yeah, I can see that. I can I see just, he's grumpy all the time. Cheek, why are you being so grumpy anymore, dude? Like, well, he is. Time. He's a he's a UK Reds. Like, I mean, that that makes sense. Like, that's why. Peanut that's butter why. is peanut butter. Kevin Malone. Like, is this just like? <laughs> <laughs> Poor PB's gonna listen to this and be like, "What did I do to deserve that?" <laughs> I feel like I mean it ain't a shot or nothing. It's just I don't know. I think it's the most resemblance. I'm gonna say probably the two most obvious answers. I, I think you're Jim. I think that I'm Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, yeah. I, first off, man, I just have to say it. Michael's Michael is what makes that show. It just is. Funny. Oh yeah. After he's after he's gone, it definitely isn't as good. Like honestly, you know, you, you want to know you kind of remind me of, and you're gonna, you're probably not gonna like this. One hundred. I bet you say Dwight. No. Roy. Remind me of Todd Packer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you a big William Hung fan? Why the hell do people keep asking me that? Grant is Ryan. They kind of look similar too. That's like that's kind of weird. Yeah, like they definitely look kind of similar. Like right, I because well that and I I think Brent's so quiet. I kind of think he's got like an Indian girlfriend, like Gilly. <laughs> <laughs> Just dude, Brent's Brent's future wife. She'll never shut up. That's just gonna be a fact because Brent doesn't talk. So his future wife is just gonna be. Actually, I'm sorry, you're not Todd Packer. Justin Bowling is Todd Packer. Let's just go ahead and throw that out there. That's Todd Packer. I like it. Shouts out to shouts out to his wife, <laughs> Destiny. <laughs> you're married to Todd Packer, Destiny. How does that make you feel? Actually, I don't know if Destiny likes The Office. I don't think she does. She don't. 
She doesn't know. She doesn't even get the reference then. Doesn't but, matter. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. Like, there's so many uncool people in this world. Uh, come on, Disney. Get cool. Watch The Office. She actually might be our number one supporter, at least like on Facebook shares and stuff. She shares everything. It's probably JB on her Facebook doing it for her. <laughs> She's like, he's sitting right next to her. Hey, share that. <laughs> hey, Destiny, we love you. We do love Destiny. Never forget fact. that. We love all the bowlings. I like Amber Anderson the best, though. <laughs> she, 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 skip! Skip! Shouts out to Frankie. No, no, no. We, no, we, we missed the golden one right there. Frankie is Todd Backer. Without even a question. No one knows who Todd Packer is. Watch one episode with him in it, and then go look at Frankie's Twitter. <laughs> this man takes a horny pill every time he gets on Twitter. I love it. We, I wouldn't trade him for the world. <laughs> what was it the other day? Let's quote him real quick, and then we'll move on. It was about sucking toes or something. <laughs> oh, I, I, I honestly don't have a clue. I think she said, I think she said who's, who's, where's the simps at? And I think he said something like, I'd simp for you. I'd even suck your toes and I hate feet. I think that's what it said. <laughs> Dude, this conversation started as, have you ever had a Chicago hot dog? That's how we got here. We went from Chicago hot dog to sucking toes. This is truly, like, we. I'd love it now, but, like, so we were supposed to talk about the worst sporting events on this show and we started talking about office characters and all other kinds of stuff. I love it, dude. I love it. This is going to be a great episode for you guys to listen to. Let's get back on track. Let's let's get the train back on the track. Let's roll it forward. Let's do uh, it. You know what game we got to talk about next? What, what one's it? We got your guys, Mark Andrews and Lamar Jackson on uh, what is it, Clydesdales? Some Andrew Jackson's Clydesdales? Yes. Yes. Going to Lucas Oil in Indianapolis. Do the Colts win? Do the Colts win this week? After much thought on it, I'm gonna say yes, actually. Absolutely, me too. You are correct. I'm I'm gonna say my Indianapolis Colts. I think they are in that point of their schedule right now. I think they have figured out. Well, I don't think they figured out. I think they've always known that they that they're a talented team. Um, there's been a little inconsistency this year. There's been a little inconsistency from the Ravens. Um, I think they're focused. I think they see their schedule and what's ahead of them, and they know each week matters that much more as they yeah. approach this back end, like mid middle of the pack schedule. Uh, if they really want to take that division. So yeah, I'm going to say they come out focused this week. I'm going to say feel kind of capitalizes off last week's efficient performance. I'm going to say that defense comes out and actually knows they have to contain Lamar, not shut him down because Lamar is going to get his one way or the other. You have to contain the man. And I think they actually are going to do that. Um, and then Marlon Humphrey is out for the Ravens this week. That's going to be a key factor on the outside edge. Hopefully, T.Y. can go. I was going to ask, is T.Y. playing? Yeah, hopefully he can go. He was out of practice today, which is nothing unusual normally, but he is dealing with a groin injury, so I don't know the specifics of, like, come Friday. Friday will be the main tale. But I'm going to say my Colts pick up a win this week. It will be a hard-fought one, and I'll probably have a heart attack. Watching this ball game this weekend. 
Uh, I agree. I think they win this game by a field goal. I think yeah. they win the game by a field goal. Give, I I trust. I trust. Um, I trust their offensive line more than I trust the Ravens' offensive line. Honestly, I think that's the one. Everything else is about even. Now, Lamar is a little bit of an advantage at quarterback, but everywhere else on the field is about even as you can get in an NFL matchup this late into a season. Um, I just like the Colts' offensive line a little bit more. I think they're going to be able to, to dominate the line of scrimmage more so than the Ravens will be uh, when they're on offense. Uh, for that, give me the Colts by a field goal. Uh, let's move into a couple games that we can just rattle off real quick. I'll give you the matchup. You tell me who wins. Really no okay. need for a breakdown, all right? We all got right. the Giants going to the football team in Washington. Who wins? Football team. I'll say the Giants. All right, we're split there. Uh, Texans going to the Jags. Texans. I'm going to take the Jags. So, okay, nice. Solid. Um, this one really doesn't need all that much of a breakdown just because it really has no bearing on, on – what happens for the rest of the season. But you got the Lions going to Minnesota. Um, honestly, two teams coming off of pretty bad losses. Or, I, I Excuse me, the Vikings beat the Packers. Yeah. Um, no. The Lions coming off a bad loss. The Vikings coming off a huge win. Um, give me the Lions to bounce back. All right. Uh, Max Taffer might not be playing this week. Don't care. Okay, all right. Well, I'm taking Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll take the Lions to bounce back. One, I think that the Lions' defense is going to be able to give Kirk Cousins a little bit of a headache. Um, talk about one-dimensional. When Dalvin Cook can't run the ball, Kirk Cousins is useless. I hey, Absolutely who, useless. Who is the backup in Detroit? Not a clue. Not one clue. I honestly don't know. That's odd because I, I thought I knew all the backups. All right, look, another segment. Guess that backup QB. So you you take your guess, I'll take my guess, and I'll pull it up. Man, I don't have a clue who this might would be. Mm-hmm. Everybody I'm wanting to say I know is way too old and they're out of the league. Like, first, yeah, first first thought that popped into my head was Dan Orvlosky, but he's not in the league anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he is not in the league. For some reason, I was thinking uh, Chad Henney. And... Chad Henney? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking goofball. Chad Henney. <laughs> and uh, there was one it. more. Oh, yeah, what about – and Brock Osweiler. I, actually, that's going to be my guess. Brock Osweiler. That's a good guess, honestly. Um, I'm going to say – There's no way. Charlie, Charlie Whitehurst is going to be my guess. I whether he's still in the league or not, I don't have a clue. But that's my guess. I don't think he is, but clipboard Jesus is like, that's a decent guess. It is. It is. Let's check. This is great radio. Great radio, by the way. I'm sorry about that. I still can't believe that we went out from talking about uh, – Why was you had... ask me about the hot dog anyway? What was you going – David oh, Blau. Dude, we knew that. We knew David Blau. Why did we not know it? Remember whenever he was in the game last year and we'd always go, David Blau. He'd make a play and we'd go, David Blau. Blau. <laughs> Are you saying Blau or Blah? Blau. We'd say Blau, Blau. Step Brothers. Step Brothers reference. I told you, I'm not losing tomorrow. All you people think you beat me? No, no, no. I'm oh, going to win. I, I didn't know this, though. Chase Daniel is now there. Interesting. I, I bet he actually gets the cart. I, I bet he gets the. Yeah, probably. Gets to start, for sure. I'd rather start Chase Daniels and then blah! 
That's for sure. Blah, blah. No, but I was just going to ask you if you've had a Chicago hot dog. I was talking about it with this this lady I work with uh, the other day, and I was like, Chicago hot dogs might be the most overrated food in history. They're they're not very good. It's basically, it's a hot dog, usually spicy mustard, um, peppercinis, um, either pickles or cucumber, I forget which one, um, tomatoes, and some people do it with black olives too on a sesame seed bun. I ain't gonna lie, I could I could mess with that without olives. I'm just not I'm not a big fan of it. The, I'm really not a big fan. Like I'll eat conies occasionally. Sometimes if I'm feeling frisky, I'll do mustard and onion. But oh, if yeah, I'm just talking about a hot dog, if I'm talking about a hot dog, put it on a bun and let me eat it. I don't need any condiments. Put it on a bun, I'll go to town. Yeah, that's normally how you do it. No, like when with, with nothing. Just put it on a bun. <laughs> I eat it. <laughs> Listen to this. Let me tell you how to build your perfect hot dog. This is just your Eastern Kentucky Appalachian hot dog right here, son. Dude, as Aaron Staple once said, you throw it in the microwave because it's easy. You eat that little shrinked up wiener and you put it on a bun because it's easy. You don't want to boil them. Well, boiled or in the microwave, however you want it, once you slap that thing in between them buns, you need to put some. Uh, That's a good day. You need you need to put you need to put your little chili on there, little mustard, little coleslaw, coleslaw, some, some onions if you want them, and then honestly put you a few pickles on there if you want to like pickles and coleslaw <laughs> and chili. And this is all going on a hot dog. What oh, yeah. are we talking about? We're moving on before I. <laughs> I'm, that's vile. The Appalachian way, baby. Oh, that's just that's just no no pickles wonder. if you're feeling frisky. Pickles are if you're feeling frisky. Now the chili, chili mustard and coleslaw is a must. First off, this is an instant laxative. You're not eating a hot dog. You're eating instalax. Well, there's mm. a reason. There's a reason I can go on my front porch most of the time and shit in the road. Like, I bet that's so. That's not socially acceptable down there. That's just not. You'd be surprised. Probably nothing surprises me about down there anymore. Honestly, it just doesn't. But this speaking of taking a crap in the road, this game's gonna be a big crap in the road. You got the Raiders going to uh, an empty state. Well, all stadiums are empty, but this is empty even when it's at full capacity. Uh, going to play the Chargers in L.A. I, I really couldn't care less about this game. I think the Raiders win this game. I think the Raiders win this game big. Justin Herbert probably puts up a decent amount of points. He probably throws for like three touchdowns, oh, and that's yeah. the only that's well, the only I'm, amount of points that they get. I'm sure. I'm sure the Chargers are going to put up uh, about 28 in the first half, and then the defense <laughs> is going to give up 31 in the second half. Like I'm sure that's what's going to happen. That's fair. That's fair. You taking the Raiders? You you taking your boy? I'm taking the Chargers. That's wild. Go Chargers. Go, dude. For anyone listening, I didn't put in. Arnold Schwarzenegger's uh, audio. That was me. I did that. That was that was my audio. You like that one, Don? I had to clarify <laughs> for the people. I had to call. I had to clarify. I was making sure uh, you had me open tabs on YouTube if Arnold Schwarzenegger. But... <laughs> all your open tabs would sound a whole lot worse. So I'm not going to play what those would sound like because it's a family show. Sheesh. Sheesh. Ah, that's great. We did say that. That was not playing. Uh, all right, so this is one of the oldest rivalries in the NFL. Uh, the Steelers go to Jerry World. 
Again, who cares about this game? The Steelers win this game by more points than I can even count to. Like, Danucci's getting the start since Dalton no, is in. No, 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 Danucci. Dalton's Danucci's in... benched. Bet for who? They brought in a practice squad quarterback. And uh, I forgot who the other one was. Cooper Rush, I think was his I name. I think that's it. I think yeah, I remember Cooper they, Rush. That, that sounds familiar. They said, uh, they said come Friday they will make a definitive decision between those two. Danucci's on the bench. <laughs> I promise you that's what's happening. <laughs> that makes me – I that usually I have a – oh, my God. This is at 425 on CBS. So there's a CBS doubleheader, and this is the game. It's like watching on the CBS doubleheader. That's a joke. That's a joke, honestly. Like that is – that's a joke. Hey, we yeah. need to talk about it. Surely to God, that Colts and Ravens game is going to be nationally broadcasted, right? Like, that's going to be on CBS 1 o'clock, I would think. Well, joke's on you because if you're – well, actually, yeah, that'll be the national broadcast for sure. Either that or the Bears and Titans. I'd say probably the Colts and Ravens will be the national broadcast, actually. It wouldn't surprise me if the Titans and Bears are on Fox broadcast, though. Because normally they the are actually, you're Fox. right. They are on Fox. Yeah, they are on Fox. Yeah, so you're right. Yep, Colts, uh, Colts, Raven should be the one o'clock national broadcast on uh, CBS. And then, uh, well, on Fox, you're either going to get the Hawks and Bills or the Bears and Titans. Honestly, really, really good one o'clock slate this week. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. the four o'clock games though are are eights. Like they're <laughs> they're they're bad. Chargers, Raiders, Steelers, Cowboys, Dolphins, Cards. So we we both are taking the Steelers. This game, I'd yeah. I'd say we're probably split on this one. You're probably gonna take the Dolphins, aren't you? No, I got the Cardinals. Okay, I also have the Cardinals. I, I like Brian Flores a lot. Uh, I was upset when he left the Pats a couple years ago, uh, but Cardinals coming off a bye. That offense is too much to handle. Uh, you're not playing Jared Goff anymore, okay? We're not in Kansas anymore, Toto. We're not playing Jared Goff anymore, Brian Flores. So good luck. Good luck with with Kyler Murray. Again, just for those of you wondering, that was not Dorothy uh, doing that. That was me. I did that audio. That was, that was all me. So, GTD, you got any you got any break, <laughs> you got any breakdown on this one? No, the only thing is honestly. I would be more inclined to take the Dolphins if Fitzmagic was still starting. A little heads up for anybody that didn't see the clip today. Fitzmagic in the little short shorts at practice. Fire. Looking looking like hit looking like nineteen ninety. Looking like nineteen ninety. He's up on out in South Beach, just absolutely smoking a left hand cigarette and with the shades on, little drink in his hand, picking up all the women. So, like a little sus though, little sus. Think so? Yeah, yeah, kind of. I think he just wanted to show the bulge. Honestly, I think he he got benched and he wanted to come out in and show the bulge to two and be like, "Look, they can't bench okay. this." That's just an alpha. Yeah, he just alpha him. He was like, yeah. "I, I might have got benched." But guess what? I still got that rod. <laughs> call me. They call me Moses. I parked the Red Sea with my rod the, and hammer. Like, jeez. They call me the old bull. <laughs> she grabs me by the wiener. Yeah. I've had, I've had the old bull. And I want the young calf. The calf. That's why. <laughs> hey, honestly, that's what the Dolphins management said. Wow, what a great analogy. Like that's honestly that's great. Yeah, that's fair. 
But that's why I'm not taking the Dolphins, because the young calf is not experienced enough to know how to get the job done yet. If it ain't the defense getting it done, I don't think he can get it done right now. So give me the Cardinals. I got another I got another bold prediction for you. Okay. Let's Chandler Jones, three sacks, Buda Baker, interception, and a touchdown. I think he's a pick six. How about that for a bold prediction? Sheesh. Whoever's got the Cardinals better play him this week, is all I can say. That's Cardinals right. D, fire him up this week, Ian Crickshank says. That's true. Um, I guarantee that we're on the same side of this one. We got the Saints going to Tampa Bay. Uh, Bucks have looked a lot better here in recent weeks, but struggled against the Giants. Um, honestly, should have dropped that game. I think they bounced back in a major way. It's kind of weird saying they bounced back after a win, but it was an ugly win. I think they yeah. bounced back. Yeah. I think they blow the Saints out. I, I don't think this game is close. Hey, what have I said all year? Nah, I don't remember. You said a lot of things. <laughs> said a lot of smart things. That's debatable. I said I want to see Michael Thomas back with this offense. And guess who's back this week? Barring any, other, barring any slant boy fights in the locker room or any tweaks of the hamstring, slant boy will be running slant routes this week for the Saints. And I'll be honest with you, it's going to provide the spark this team wants and needs, and they're going to pick up a win against Tampa Bay this week. I, the only reason I'm saying that the Bucks win this game is because I had the Saints missing the playoffs before the season started. I'm pretty sure, and they're sitting at five and two. So, <clears throat> if that prediction is to hold true, they need to start losing and losing. And here's frequently. another thing. Here's another thing, though. I'm not very worried about the Saints going to Tampa Bay because we all know Tampa Bay down there in the south heart of Florida, warm climate still. It won't be raining. Won't be cold. Be yeah. nice weather for Drew Bees to get a turn and sling the ball to Slant Boy. Now on the now on the flip, Slant Boy, that sounds like a comic book, don't it? Slant Boy. <laughs> yeah. Kind of sounds like Ant Man in a way. Ant Man, Ant Man, and Slant Boy. I could see Dude, him like what what like such a testament to my composure right here. I just got the worst Charlie horse in my life. You wouldn't been able to tell. Like I'm just such I'm a I'm a consummate professional. Big credit to me. A, a less humble man would have brought it up and wanted to talk about it for a long time, but I'm not. I'm not going to talk about how I'm cramping right now and and absolutely pushing through. I'm not going to do it. So I agree, Don. I agree. I, I I think I don't know. This I've gone back and forth in this game. Like I said, I think I'm only picking against the Saints strictly because I picked them to miss the playoffs, so I need them to start losing. Uh, and our last game, the Monday night game. How this is a Monday night game? I don't. We did miss one this. though. No, we didn't. Yeah, we missed the Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs oh, Panthers. we did. We did skip over it. Okay, who wins? Chiefs win. Chiefs win. It's a, wow. sexy, it's a sexy, it's a sexy bet this week, man. I'll bring it up on my card. Trust me. I don't think, I don't think it is. But okay, yeah, we'll we'll argue about it on your card because uh, this one doesn't really need uh, much of a breakdown. Uh, in fact, yeah, honestly, we're just gonna go ahead and give you the final. The Pats move to three and five. Season is still alive, still alive. Congratulations to the Pats getting their third win in the season. Uh, honestly, much needed. Uh, I look forward to moving to four and five. 
uh, the following week uh, with a chance to fight back for the division because the Bills are going to go on a bit of a losing streak, I think. So the division is still going to be alive. I love it. I love it. The Pats is just even when we lose, we win. So yeah. it's beautiful. Yeah, uh, all right. You know who I'm taking. I ain't even going to waste my breath. Uh, let's jump into our cards. Really, really good job by us last week. Again, very humble of us, but we're not going to give ourselves too many tummy taps. Just kidding. Yes, we are. We had a great always. week last week. Yeah, always. Uh, we had a great week last week, but GTD, I'll kick it over to you first, as always. I'll let you do the honors. Uh, give me your first four plays uh, and save your lock. Yeah. Save um, your lock. I'm, and to start off the card this week, Ian, I'm actually taking a Thursday night football bet. Since, it, since the show is going to be released on Wednesday, I mean, on early Thursday, I'm going to go ahead and take it. That way the yeah, listeners Thursday know morning. it. Packers are minus seven versus the Niners. You have to take this bet. The Niners are so banged up. You might want to sell points in this bet. But take minus seven, if anything. Next, I alluded to this bet while ago. Panthers plus ten and a half versus the Chiefs. Ooh, you might have got that at a bad line because I see right here on Bovada minus 11, or plus 11 and a half for the Panthers. Ooh, all right, plus 10 and a half, plus 11 and a half. Any way you want to go about it, if it's a double-digit number, take the Panthers. Because let me tell you, Christian McCaffrey coming back, um, the Panthers have just looked good in general. Like, I know last week, what, how'd that game go? They lost to the Falcons. They lost to the Falcons, probably, right? yeah. There's an if a ball. Um, yep. But they'd already beat them once, so like you kind yeah. of figured that that was going to happen. So, I don't know, man. Could they not cover this? Of course they could not. But I think the opportunity and the chances is pretty good for them. Now, here's the thing. I've seen it at 10.5. Now that it's at 11.5 on, on Bavada, do I get the 11.5? Absolutely. I'll give it to you at the 11.5. So, you're giving out on your card at 11.5. 11.5. That's what you can get it at or what you could have gotten it at whenever I said it. Um, next is going to be Saints plus 4.5 versus the Bucks. You just heard us talk about this. I took the Saints straight up money line straight up. In, this, in this game. Are you so going to sprinkle? Are you going to sprinkle the, the, I would, the I would, nail? I, I would probably sprinkle here because I think I think your odds are going to be nice in this ballgame. Four and a half point uh, underdog plus or on the road. I think your odds would be mighty good to put you a little bit of money on it and then hedge yourself with the four and a half. Um, next, we talked about this game. Cardinals minus three and a half versus the Dolphins. Lock it up. Cardinals have burnt me a few times. This is going to be the game where they repay me and they say, Don, we're sorry. Here you yeah. go. So, yeah, there's my four, and my lock's juicy. My lock, you need to put the mortgage on whenever we roll around to it. But put a good, put put the power bill on one of those. Put the water bill on the other. Maybe put the car payment on one. Mm. You know, do some of that. Make you a little money this week. Thank me later. Send me a commission check. We'll all be happy. <laughs> we'll call it We'll call it even. Send, send us a little spiff. We'll just, we'll just a little 2%. Just a little 2%. That's all we're asking for. Um, I really thought about putting the cards on my card as well, but I went back. I am a man of my word, and I said I will never bet on the Cardinals again, and I am not going to because they've burnt me too many times. They are blacklisted, so they are not on my card. Even at I see them at minus four and a half. Even at your minus three, I wouldn't take them. I'm just they've scared me off. I got, I'm a, I got minus three and a half as well. Look, Logo. Yeah. Um, let's jump into my half. card. Is one. 
Yeah. Let's jump into my card. Uh, I am going to be that guy, uh, but it worked for me, uh, or worked for Don last week, worked for GTD. Uh, I'm going to take the Pats at minus 7.5 uh, in the Meadowlands against the Jets on Monday night. I, I think that's pretty safe play. Uh, 7.5 points is not a lot. The Pats looked really good against the Bills in the second half. First half was sloppy, uh, really rough turnover uh, by Cam. Tough interception. And then the second half, obviously, the fumble on the five-yard line. Otherwise, the Pats win the game. So, like, they, they, they look to be back. Uh, Damian Harris is going to have a field day against this Jets defense. He might run for a, a buck 50. Uh, so, give me the Pats at minus seven and a half pretty confidently. Uh, give me the Jags at plus seven against Houston. Houston beat the Jags the first time. It's tough to beat the division opponent twice uh, for that reason. I think the Jags win straight up. Give me the seven points to hedge myself there a little bit. Uh, if Houston does win this game, no chances by more than a field goal. Uh, so give me the seven points with the Jags. I will take that all day. Um, I, I do. I think James Robinson has, has a nice little game as well. Excuse me. Uh, I got the Bears at plus six against Tennessee. Again, I think the Bears win the game straight up. So if you're going to give me a touchdown, I'm going to take it. Uh, give me Bears plus six against Tennessee. Uh, they're coming off a, a game they really should have won against the Saints. Look for them to get back on track against a banged-up Titans offensive line. Again, I said, Kyle Fuller, what, two interceptions? Uh, mm -hmm. Danny Trevathan lead the league in um, in tackles this week. Uh, Roquan Smith going to have a huge game. G give me the Bears to, to beat the six for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, and then my last play, I got the Hawks at minus three against Buffalo. Uh, they are going from west to east. They're playing at Orchard Park. Don't care. Don't care a lick. Doesn't matter. Give me Russell Wilson to beat the three points. I'll lay the three points with Russell Wilson all day, every day, and then I'll lay with Sierra if you would let me. That's a fact. That is just – that's a fact. Uh, so give me the Hawks at minus three. So now it is time. The segment, I say it every week, that turns men to boys, but we're starting to get on a little bit of a heater. So now it turns boys to men. This is where you nut up or shut up. It is time for Lock It Up. Lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. So, GTD, what is your lock of the week this week? Well, honestly, surprisingly, Ian, our first forward, none of them was the same. None of them. Our first forward. That's rare. That's rare. Um, rare. 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 My lock is the same as one of the first four. Ooh. Can you guess which one? Hawks minus three. The Bears. Oh, nice. Let me have the Bears plus six versus the Tennessee Titans, who are coming off an embarrassing loss against the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, we've seen what the Cincinnati Bengals defense did to that offense. I think this Bears defense can eat them alive. And I think this bear. Why well, I don't think this Bears offense is going to put up the points that the Cincinnati offense can. I think that they can manage just enough to pull this out. Anytime you give me plus six, I mean you're that's a pretty generous line in oh, my mind. For sure, for so, sure. For a team I think is going to win this ball game straight up, you give me six points, I'm gonna lock it up, and I'm Absolutely. gonna put the and I'm gonna put the mortgage on it. So follow me, make a little money this week. Send me a thank you card in the mail. 
I like it. I, I really like the play. Uh, I wish that my lock was on your card. I'm very, very, very surprised that it's not. I think the first time all year that this team has not been on your card. I'm going to lock up the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm-hmm. They are at minus 14 going to Jerry World playing against uh, Cooper Rush or some practice squad Jamoke. Like, are you kidding? If it was Danucci or Andy Dalton, I would take the I would lay the 14 with the Steelers team. I would lay 14 points because Andy Dalton and that and that Cowboys. I wouldn't think twice about it. Now you're telling me that TJ Watt and Minka Fitzpatrick and these boys, the best defense in the league to this point. To this point, best defense in the league. They're going to play Cooper Rush. Cooper, not Gold Rush. Cooper Rush. That's a copper rush. That's a that's a joke. As that's she, an absolute as, joke. Cheek would say poopy rush. Po- he is poopy. Remember that poopy team when we played last week? Dude, <laughs> give, me, give me the Steelers laying the 14. I think that is a lock of the century. Uh, that is my stone cold lock of the century of the week. Uh, okay. One thing I, I do have to in the background. Sheesh. One thing we do have to talk about, and, and one of our good listeners, uh, honestly, he's been more, a childhood friend of mine, uh, Matt Marshall, uh, slid into my DMs on on Facebook last night, and he was telling me about a prop bet that I think Don that you might enjoy. Uh oh. The Steelers to go sixteen and zero are paying out right now. Plus twenty five hundred. Plus twenty five hundred to go sixteen and zero. Let's look at this schedule real quick. Let's look at this remaining schedule. That is a, oh sorry 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 sorry. Plus eleven hundred. Excuse me. I was Ooh. talking about a different. I was talking about a different a different bet that we were talking about. Plus eleven hundred going sixteen and zero. That kind of just ruined it for me because they got to play the Ravens one more time. They got to play the Ravens one more time. They got to play the Bills one more time. The rest of the slate here, I'm honestly not. Like, they got to play the Colts. Like, I'm hoping that's going to be a loss for them. I don't know. But they they do. They got three games that I think are very losable. Oh, Um, for sure. Well, I mean, uh, every game's losable in the NFL. That's why only one team is ever undefeated. Very losable. Very, very losable. Absolutely. But plus 1,100. And they're already... Um, I'll be honest with you. I'm out on plus 1100. I'd rather do a little weekly parlay and get those odds rather than bet on a half of a season of undefeated. I think it's a, I think it's a tasty play a for plus sure. 25, I, uh, I think I'd bet it. I think I'd bet it plus 25. But that's I mean yeah. That you I get you it. literally cut my you literally cut my odds in half, more than half. And a little bit more, yeah. So I was out. Yep. You got me excited at plus twenty five. Then you just cut me down. You cut my legs. What uh, what odds would you have to see for you to take it? So so take I would, plus twenty five hundred off. Say yeah, you I'll, can get it at plus seventeen hundred. Do you take it at that? No, I'd have to see a plus two thousand. Oh, so it's, you got to have that too. I honestly, yeah. I'm tempted to take it at the plus eleven hundred. I kind of like that. I mean, it's definitely a risk, but you put what 100 20 Put yeah, put put twenty bucks on it. I mean, that's a that's a tasty little payout. A uh, worst case scenario, you lose twenty bucks. Okay, I lose a thirty rack in my life. Like I can handle that. Yeah. Yeah. Best case scenario, look at my payout. I mean, pff, worth. Yeah, it goes for what like uh, what's eleven hundred divided by five? Like uh, two twenty five. 
So you go twenty dollars for two twenty five payout. Is it worth it? Not a bad pay. Not a bad I think pay. I think I'd rather, like I said, though, I think I'd rather have a parlay in during the week with the same odds. That way, I know if I win or not. I wonder right what then. their odds are. I wonder what their odds are right now to win the Super Bowl. Before the season, I'm sure you could get them at like plus thirty five hundred. I bet it was more than that. You think so? I guarantee they started to get a lot of like media love there closer to to kickoff week. Like they started once Cowherd said that they were going to be a sleeper team, uh, and uh, someone else put them in their sleeper. I think it was uh, Rich Eisen said that he could see them making a run. Uh, maybe Kyle Bryant from NFL Network. I think he put them in the Super Bowl. Actually, you and you and Kyle Bryant, the only two people in America, put Steelers in the Super Bowl. Hey, it's not looking bad, is it? It absolutely is not looking bad. I, that's crazy. It's not looking bad as our Cowboys pick. I still can't get over that. Man, listen to this. Let's hear it. The best odds you can get for them to win the Super Bowl right now, guess what it is? Plus 650. Plus 600. Best odds you can get right now. That's not surprising. Yeah, I mean, they, they so far they've looked like the best team. I wonder what the Colts odds are right now because that's got to be tasty. I, okay, watch this. Plus thirteen fifty. Tell me I didn't hit that right on the head. What? For the Colts future odds to win a Super Bowl. Plus thirteen fifty. For this year? For this year. Right this second. For this year. I still wouldn't do it. Well, what is it? I thought that you had them up. Oh. My bad. I'm telling you, plus thirteen fifty. You, you hit it on the head? I think I gotta be close. Tell me I'm within – I'm definitely within 100. Plus 2,500. That's – seriously? Plus 2,500. I mean – You can get nah. the Green Bay Packers at plus 1,400 right now. The Colts are the most disrespected team in football. You get the Green Bay at plus 1,400. Listen, is you New Orleans Saints at plus 1,400. That's yucky. The Colts can, are the most disrespected team in football. That solidifies it. Honestly, yeah. Like the next, like the Arizona Cardinals, you can get it plus 2,800. Like that would be the next. Like, That's kind of tasty. That's really tasty. Buffalo plus 22. Based on what we've seen from Buffalo the past two weeks, really struggling against the Jets, and then again, really struggling against a. Uh, uh, for all like intents and purposes, like the B squad Patriots team, like they've really struggled at that point. You're lighting money on fire if you put anything on the Bills to win the Super Bowl. I See get it. that those odds are like heavy, but dude, Seattle right now is plus eight hundred. Would you feel comfortable betting Seattle plus eight hundred? I mean, they're they're at worst the second best team in the league right now. Yeah, I mean that that makes sense. Like the Steelers at at plus six hundred. And the Seahawks at, at plus 800 are about what I expected. The Chiefs are probably at like plus 850 or plus nine. Uh, the Ravens are probably at plus 1100. Um, the Bucks are probably the second closest NFC team. I'd say that they're probably at plus 950. <laughs> you get the Jacksonville Jaguars and the New York Jets at 
plus 100,000 and plus 150,000. <laughs> uh, dude, I might put five bucks on it. I mean, I essentially, that's lighting a bucket on fire, but like, dude. Could you imagine? Ooh, 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 ooh. You can get... So, need I remind you, the Washington football team is actually in the race to win their division. So they are in the race for the playoffs. Yeah. You can get the Washington football team at plus 15,000 right now. Wow. 150 to 1. It's a little tasty. I think Bovada's minimum is $5. Would you put 5 bucks on it? Yeah, I'd put $5 on it. Just in case. Like, what if it hit, dude? Just in case. That would be what That would be crazy. I spend I spend five dollars on a lot less useful things, things that I'll never have, things I'll I'll never have a chance at regaining my money back for. That's a fact. Yeah, five dollars can buy a lot of harmful things. That Indianapolis, that Indianapolis (laughs) Colts plus twenty five hundred. I'm I'm thinking about laying hundred bucks on that. It's not a bad bet. Not a bad like, bet at all. I wonder. I wonder what it would be just to make the playoffs right now. Probably what, like plus two fifty or something. Uh, probably pretty close. You're probably looking at closer to plus two hundred at this point, considering they're what five and two, five and three, yeah. like or five what five and two. Yeah. So you're probably looking at closer to plus two hundred. But I wonder what the odds would be for the Steelers to miss the playoffs <sighs> after starting six and zero. Oh. That would be, dude, that's a tasty bet because what if they collapse? Because you look, the Chiefs did it a couple years ago. They started what? Or the Falcons, I mean, they started what? 8-0 and then they collapsed to end the season. They finished 8-8. Like that, it happens. And all it takes. And and them at quarterback. Well, yeah, but then that's all it takes is a big Ben injury and this team goes from creme de la cream to then. You know, like it, it, it's possible. And those odds, like you're not going to get like Vegas doesn't say, oh, well, this guy got hurt. So like it doesn't count. Like you lock it in when you lock it in, brother. Yeah. But I don't know. Uh, we've kind of gotten off the rails here uh, to end the show, uh, but we appreciate you guys listening. Uh, make sure you tune in tomorrow for Leather Weather. That's or, uh, Friday, excuse me. That's going to be recorded tomorrow live at Townsend before Step Brothers Trivia. So make sure you guys come out, finish second to me in Step Brothers Trivia. Have a good time with us. Have a couple shots, some beers. Uh, it's going to be a great time. I look forward to seeing everyone out. Again, that's at Townsend Bar and Grill. It is on the corner of Oak Brook Road and Pleasant Valley. Uh, the Townsend Bar and Grill, where are the good times? Hey, GTD, when are they? They're all the time. They're all the time, baby. They're all the time, baby. So uh, we appreciate you guys listening. Uh, stay tuned for exciting news. Uh, as always, we'll catch you guys next time. Peace. And now I see the world through these subtle jaded eyes So what if I threw a party and all my friends are there Acquaintances, relatives, the girls who never care You'll have a horse to ride me, hooligans in a big light out the door Stop my cyber system bar Chief Wells and Bobby Orr, I'd invite the Flanagan Replace the window you smashed down oh. I'd apologize to Sluggo for pissing on his couch I'll see Mrs. McGullough and so many others soon I'll say I'm sorry for what I did sleepwalking in her room
walking through the door. Maybe they'll feel bad for me and the stiff will finally score. You've got the bet already. And the nerve and courage too, cause I've been slugging from a stash of Desi Quayle's 1980s. Me down with whiskey.